Good morning. Welcome again to the Ministry of the Last Days podcast. I'm your host, Reverend Charles Hinton. Once again, we come giving praise unto thee, mighty God, thanking you for this opportunity to share in your word, O God, to give a portion of that which you've given us, O God. And Father, we just thank you for all that you've done and that you continue to do in our lives. We pray that you be glorified in this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you again for tuning in to Ministry of the Last Day podcast. Uh, today, i like to go down memory lane to talk a little bit about a subject. Uh, one of the messages that I preached some time ago, uh, it was concerning God's church. Uh, God's church, do I take it or do I leave it? Uh, I think it's only fitting during this difficult time, this season that we find ourselves in, uh, where many are concerned uh, and distressed over the uh, coronavirus. Uh, Many of us are at a place of uh, lost uncertainty. Um, We're feeling overwhelmed, a lot of anxiety. And I thought it was fitting to talk about, you know, church, because uh, right now, many of us are unable to uh, attend church as usual, uh, where uh, we would all gather together as a a body of believers uh, in a building. Um, But let's look at uh, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 is where we're going to talk from uh, this morning. And the scripture says, and let us consider one another to provoke. That is to promote, to excite, that is to trigger one another unto love and to good works. Verse 25 says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting, which is to encourage, encouraging one another so much more as you see the day approaching. If ever there was a time when when we're we're thinking about, you know, the day approaching, the the day of Christ's return approaching, it's now. Now living in in a time frame in which we're unfamiliar with, untreaded territory, uh, not knowing uh, if we're going to have a job uh, tomorrow, not knowing if we're going to have enough food in a house to eat, not knowing that if I go outside and I come in contact with another individual, am I going to come down with the coronavirus? So living in these these times of uncertainty is a time where we reflect on the church. We, as a body of believers, uh, the, the word tells us here that we are to consider how we can stir up one another, how we can encourage one another, how we can motivate one another towards love and good deeds. Now is a time where we can demonstrate the love of Christ, the love of God, uh, the hope of glory. Now is a time where we can put our, our, our foot uh, to the fire, so to speak, we can show uh, that we have the love of Christ by how we treat one another. 
And, 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 you know, we, we look at, we're unable to, to come together, uh, in a building per se, but we can still, uh, uh, come together as a body of believers. Uh, God has given us technology in which we're able to, to tune in and listen, such as this podcast, uh, such as the, the radio. Um, also, uh, he's given us, uh, other avenues in which the gospel still can go forth and we as a body of believers still can come together we can share we can pray we have cell phones now where we're able to talk we're able to communicate we're also able to to see one another through the different uh social media outlets that are out there that are available so we still are able to come together uh, and not give up hope. And that's what I want to encourage you today is to not give up hope because you're not able to go into a building per se, because we as a body of believers, a body of people, we are the church. So we still can encourage one another, especially now, because we know the day of his return is drawing near. We are to look out for one another. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25 uh, through 27 says, Christ loved the church so much so that he gave himself for her to make her holy, clean, washed by the cleansing of the word of God. So now is a time where we reflect on Christ's church, the church that he gave himself for to make her holy, clean. Now is a time where God is doing a cleansing and the cleansing is in the house of the Lord. It's in the house of God. The cleansing has take place. The cleansing is taking place and is taking place by the word of God. And he's doing this so that he can present it to himself as a glorious church. God's looking for a people that have no spots or wrinkles or any such thing, but it should be holy and without blemish. So uh, the church of believers, a body of Christ, we're to be holy. We're to be without blemish. We're to be set aside uh, for the purpose of glorifying God. That is our purpose as a church. And in church, there should be a harmony uh, a, a fellowship. Harmony is a pleasant and precious, uh, is very pleasant and very precious. But I got to tell you something. Unfortunately, harmony does not exist in many of what we call churches today as it should. Example, people disagree. Uh, they cause division over things that are unimportant, unimportant issues. Uh, you know, who's going to hold this office, uh, what color we're going to wear, uh, you know, who, who's going to be over this auxiliary, uh, you know, these sort of things are where, where we're going to sit. This is my seat. I sit on the first row. I sit on the third row. I sit in the middle. I sit on the left side. I sit on the right side. These are unimportant issues. Some people even take credit uh, and take pleasure, I should say, uh, in causing tension and trying to find a way to discredit other people, trying to find fault uh, in other people. Uh, But harmony is important in a church. Uh, It's important because it makes the church a positive example to the world to help draw other people in. So during this time where where you're not able to to be in the building, per se, uh, amongst other believers surrounded by one another, this is an opportunity for us to reflect on are we being a positive example? 
or we're just doing what everybody else do. As for me, I want to be a positive example to the world because in this, I know this will draw other people to Christ. And that is our mission. That is our aim. You know, uh, if you're doing something, if you're going to church for any other reason other than to glorify God, then I'm, I'm, I'm here to tell you that you're going uh, for the wrong reason. If you're going just to show off your new outfit, your new dress, your new pair of shoes, your new suit, brothers and sisters, you're going for the wrong reason. If you're going just to be a part of a social club, uh, brothers and sisters, you're going for the wrong reason. The church should be a positive example to the world to help draw others to Christ. The church, it should uh, it helps us cooperate as a body of believers as a means for God to use us. And, 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 and a church should be an example of what it's like, what it would be like uh, to be in heaven, to work in harmony, to be in great fellowship. That's what it, it should be. Uh, uh, as we're reflecting right now, it's a time for us to renew, to, to be revitalized, to be refreshed for ministry so that when the time comes for us to go forth, we will be full of energy and not tension. There is less tension today uh, in the church because there is no one in the building, but we are the children of God. So now is an opportunity. It's time for us to reflect uh, our truth, to reflect on the true purposes for which God has called us. God's purpose for you and me is to live our lives with each other. Right now, we're having to be separated from one another this is so that when that time does come and that God brings us back uh, to where we can fellowship with one another in the manner in which we have been accustomed to, it, it's an opportunity for us to 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 learn from the experiences that we're going through even now being separated because we understand that God created us to live our lives together with each other. But I must remind you of this truth in 2 Timothy 3.12. It says, all that will live godly in Jesus Christ shall suffer persecution. That is, you're going to suffer hostility, ill treatment, cruelty, unfairly because of your belief. So people are going to talk about you. Uh, they're going to mistreat you because of your beliefs. Right now, many people are struggling with, should I go? Should I stay? Uh, but we're to obey uh, the rules and, and the governing of the land. Uh, and that's found in Romans chapter 13. We're not going to go into that today. But I want to tell you that that we are to be ruled and to be governed uh, by the laws of the land. I mean, God has ordained and placed people in positions uh, to help us. So it's for our good right now that we've been told uh, to not come together as we once did, uh, but to minimize that number and if at all possible to stay home. But this is still a mechanism and an avenue that God has given us to still be able to share uh, the word of God. Uh, when we are born again, uh, we are born into fellowship. We are born into the fellowship of the church. Let me say that again. When we are born again, we are born into the fellowship of the church, which is the bride of Christ. That's found in Corinthians chapter 12, 
uh, verse 12, and, and you could read that through uh, verse 31, and it talks about Christ and, and the bride, which is the church. So understand that we are the church, not the building itself, but we as born again believers, we come together and we form the body of Christ. We are many members, but part of the same body. That's in 1 Corinthians 12 through 31. You can read that. The church is the body and Jesus Christ is the head of the church. Let me say that again. The church is the body. That is the body of believers. And Jesus Christ is the head of the church. Jesus was before all things and he holds all things together. Isn't that good news to, today to know that Jesus is the head of the church and he's the one that's going to hold everything together. He's the one that's holding everything together even now. Even though we are separated, we're not able to be in a building together, you can still hear me and I can still share the word of God with you because Jesus Christ lives on the inside of you and I. And our spirit bears witness with the spirit that we are the children of God. Amen. Amen. So Jesus holds everything together that includes the church. During this difficult time, during this season, when we find ourselves in, in, in a time of uncertainty, Jesus Christ, know this, he is still holding us together. And this includes the church. We should give him first place in all of our thoughts and all of our activities while we're, we're running to and to back and forth, to and fro, going to going here, going there, trying to make sure we got plenty of this, plenty of that. Let's make sure that we're giving Jesus Christ first place in all of our thoughts and all of our activities and all of our getting. Let us get an understanding of who Jesus Christ is. He is our savior. He is our redeemer. He is the one that will bring us through this academic that we find ourselves in. Uh, for many, for many people, uh, uh, you know, they look at this time. Uh, it's okay with them because they avoid going to church anyway. When 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 the doors were open, they avoided going because the the fear of hearing some truth that would cause them to take a hard look at the way that they're living. By us being in this situation that we're in right now, going through some of the things that we're going through, it is my prayer and my hope that it will cause some of those same individuals who had turned away from uh, going to church, it will cause them to take a hard look at their life and face truth. And truth is, is that I cannot make it without Jesus Christ. I, I am not in control. That's one of the things that we, we need to understand today, that we are not in control of what's going on. Jesus is the one that holds everything together. We should always be mindful of making, making him uh, our first priority. Uh, for, for many people today, the church has become, uh, you know, an afterthought. I can take it or I can leave it. It doesn't really matter. Uh, it's no longer their first priority anymore. But guess what? Now that they're not able to assemble themselves together, many people are thinking about it now. But when, when the option was there, when it was on the table for them to have, they did not have a great appreciation for it. Many people, they have not even grown in their Christian walk. 
Uh, they're, they're still the same as they were when they was teens, when they were young adults, and even some of them now, even as they have mature in age, they're still the same. They have not grown. And the reason why they have not grown is because sin is in their life. Sin is the is the root cause of, of the way, uh, uh, you know, our society is the way it is. People think the way they think. They say the things that they say. And it's because of sin in their life. Uh, you know, what we need to understand that the presence of sin in their life is the root cause of this 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 behavior, the things that we're seeing. Uh, going on in the world. So I just wanted to to uh, give a word of encouragement uh, for you to know uh, today that Jesus Christ is still in control. He's the one that holds the church together. The church is the body of believers. It's not a building. So be encouraged until the next time, because we know that this too shall pass. This will not always be this way. But when the time comes and we're able to to come together again as a body of believer, it is my prayer that we will have a greater appreciation for it. But during this time, it's a time for us to reflect on the things that God has done from whence he's brought us. It's also a time for us to show brotherly love towards one another, not only those that are part of this family, but those that are out there that's suffering, that are struggling, that's going through. Offer words of encouragement uh, to your neighbor, to the stranger, the person that you meet on the street. Uh, If there's there's something that you can do in helping someone, whether it's it's giving them a ride, uh, buying them some food, whatever it may be, sometimes it's just a word of encouragement and say, brother or sisters, I'm praying with you. And that's what we want to do as we prepare to end this broadcast. Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for this opportunity, Lord, to share in the word, O God, for we thank you for this ministry, O Lord, ministry of the last day podcast, O God. We pray for all those that will listen, that their lives will be enriched, O God, mightily, O God. The hearts of men, women, and children will be turned toward you, O God. And Father, we pray that you will be glorified even in this. And it's in Jesus' name we pray and we ask these things. Amen. God bless you. Until the next time.